Welcome back. Hi. Episode, I don't even know what episode we're on. Four. I was just going to say four. I cannot believe it. Like, wow. This is flying by. Four more left. Right, flying by. season two. This is Trisha. And I'm Evangelist Lorian, and we're kicking it with Jesus. And today, it's just us. Yep. And... I am actually gonna give my testimony and there's something that you know I'm, I'm I never have a problem giving it you know because it's something that is so real and so raw mm. everybody's you know right. we overcome by the word of our testimony and the blood of the lamb and so you know so yeah let's I'm excited because I don't really think that I know your testimony you probably do once you Bits start to hear it. But yeah. Yeah. So, I have been a Christian. I got saved when I was 28. So, and I'm 52. So, that was a long time ago. And it definitely has been a roller coaster ride. So, but the night that I got saved, you know, people, people say, you know, they were looking for God or whatever. Yeah, I definitely was not. Right. <laughs> no, I'm good. I definitely was not. So, can I ask you, already interject in that conversation? Mm-hmm. Because, so, I didn't realize you were 24. 28. 28. Okay, whatever. But 20, I didn't realize you were in your 20s. Yeah. Like... <laughs> And I know that we, obviously you were a part of a family that had a mother-in-law that mm. was very into Jesus. Very. Right? But did you, did you other than your in-laws, in your side of the family, mm. did you have? I did. My mother's younger sister, Annie, she was a born-again believer. Oh, wow. And she was, I would babysit and she would... She would talk to me. (laughs) (laughs) And I'd be like, oh no. Not this Jesus Um, talking again. You know, but there there were times, I can honestly say, there were times where she'd be talking and it would just hit me like, Mm -hmm. you know. Right. But it really was when I met Dad, my husband. Right. You know, I went to his mother's house to meet her she wanted to cook me dinner Bef- uh, all right so again this is yeah. a story that i don't really know because of whatever but so 28 how long were you with my dad before you, before you got saved me and your dad started dating when i was 19. oh wow. we were best friends for a year and a half before that like literally best friends. Right, right. Uh, he was dating somebody and so was I. So, you know, it wasn't... I, was I guess young. I just never realized you were in your 20s. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's like freaking like you just, out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can't get off of that. Well, okay, yeah. go ahead. So you went to my, my grandma's. So, yeah, I, I, you know, she cooks me dinner. She says, oh, you want to you wanna watch a movie? And I'm like, Yeah. <laughs> I already know what All right, is. so she puts on a movie, and I'm sitting there, and it's a movie about rapture. And Jesus came, and he took all the believers, and the Antichrist is ruling the world, and people's heads are getting chopped right. off, and I'm like, and so the end of the movie, like, I'm like sobbing, like, I don't want to get left behind. Right. I don't want my head to get chopped off. Right. And so she said, you know, do you want to ask Jesus into your heart? I'm like, yeah, you know. So, so that I, I was 19. Fast forward, I'm 28. My life, to those looking in, my life was good. Yeah. My life was good, but inside, there was things that I was doing in my life that were not good. Mm very shameful very i was just a mess inside and so i can remember one night saying to dad my husband what we're doing is wrong and he said i know i said how do we stop 
He said, I don't know. And the room was just spinning because I was just so drunk. Mm. And two weeks later, and you know, I really believe with all of my heart that every single person, every person on the face of the earth has their name written on a calendar in heaven mm. where Jesus is going to come to you. Right. That's good. And it's whether or not we open up the door. Right. right. Like that knock comes. Yeah. So this particular night, two weeks after I had said that, my husband and one of our children went to the pet store. And my husband says, I think you just need some time. And I'm like, what am I doing? I had no clue what was happening. And so he leaves, I'm in my room and I'm listening to uh, music and it's a Christian song. And the song says, the chorus says, fear not my child, I'm with you always. I feel every pain and every tear I see. Fear not, my child, I know how to take care of what belongs to me. Mm. I wish that I could tell you that that just touched my heart in such a way where I was like, Jesus, but no, yeah, no. I got so angry with Jesus. And it was, out of my mouth came cusses and because you just got finished saying in the song, because I really felt like Jesus just opened my ear to hear that. Right. And I felt as if, wait, this God that, you know, Catholic church, Catholic school, like I knew God loved me. That was instilled in us. Right. And humanity knows that God loves them, whether they want to admit it or not, that, right. you know. Right. What I could not understand was if God loved me so much, where were you to protect me as a child from being sexually violated right. by people, grown men? Right. And so that was my argument. Like, and I just got so angry at that moment like, you can keep your love. Right, right. I mean, that's the nice version of what I was saying. <laughs> but, you know, and I heard, Trisha, this audible voice, like you, I can hear me now, say, tell me everything. And I knew in my heart what that meant. So I was sitting on my bed, and there was a chair in my bedroom. And I can't explain to you except I knew, I knew that the God of the universe, Jesus Christ, was sitting in that chair. I don't ask me how I knew that, I just did. Mm. And so I started to just let go of all this stuff along with cuss words, I mean, the, you know, I was calling Jesus every name that I could think of because I was just so angry. Right. Uh, and I just spewed. Everything that was in my heart came out to the point where, you know, people laugh now. If you know me, you know I cry about everything. But back then, I didn't. Right. You know, I was really good at holding pain. I think it's what kept me going. And I realized after talking so much, I couldn't anymore because I was almost hyperventilating. And my mother-in-law had a habit of always repeating her, her stories, you know, and she would say all the time, <clears throat> when you don't understand what Jesus is doing, just say, Father, I trust in thee. Mm. And I said that. Don't ask me why I said it, but I said it. And I have to tell you that I heard him again say to me, I was there with you every time. See, I want to cry. Every time you were sexually violated, I was there holding you. 
And I was touching them to tell them not to. But man has free will. Right. Wow. And, you know, there's such... There's such wickedness Mm. in the world, you know, and you never know, you know, you never know why you'd love to understand, but it is what it is, you know? And so all of a sudden my phone rang and it was my husband's uncle that lives in Warwick. And he said, I was just praying and the Holy Spirit told me to call you. And I fell to my knees. And I said, Uncle Jerry, you'll never believe what just happened. And I told him everything that had just happened. And you would have thought he would have said, you know, wow. He said, are you ready to get serious with Jesus? And I'm like, yeah, I had no idea what that meant. I had no idea what, what he was even really asking me. Right. And he led me in a prayer to give my heart to Jesus, to ask him to forgive me of my sins. I knew I was a sinner. Nobody had to tell me. And I was really good at it. Right. And, you know, I'm not boasting, but, you know, I was getting served at 13, like, you know, my body was very, very mature at eight, Mm. you know, so. And you use that to your advantage. When you are sexually violated by men and women, something happens inside of your mind as a child. Right. This is love. You don't know. And, you know, people can say what they want to say, but even as you start to mature, you're getting an, uh, you're getting a reaction. You're getting an emotion that you're, you're longing for. Is, is it, is it right? No, it's not. It's perverted, mm-hmm. but nonetheless, it's still an emotion that, you know, you're feeling someone's love toward right. you, right. you know, and that's just, it, it's such a, it's such a vicious, vicious cycle. Um, so, you know, fast forward, you know, and let me just say, I didn't feel any different. You know, uncle led me in this prayer. I did not feel any different at all. I wish I could say that I felt holy. I didn't. The like only... you felt the Holy Spirit at that moment. You didn't feel that. No. Nothing. No. Nothing at all. What I can tell you that I did feel, honestly, was a desire, a deep yearning to know who Jesus was for myself. Not through the mouth of a priest or a right. pastor or or a teacher, anybody. I just needed to know what the Bible said about Jesus himself. And so even the Bible, like I had no idea where to even stop. Right. And I remember asking my mother-in-law, where do I start reading where I can learn about only Jesus? And so she said, Matthew, and that's in the New Testament. I'm like, what's the difference between the new and the old? Like what? And, and I praise God for her. Like she just really, she took me by the hand. She really did. She never, she never judged me. And man, she could (laughs) have, she definitely could have, and she never did. I can honestly say that I probably would not be the woman that I am today if it wasn't for her. I wish that she was still around so I could have a better relationship with her, mm. but when people say that they need you, we need to be more like Jesus and love like Jesus, she yes. is a prime example 
of what loving like Jesus was. She, beyond, you know, and how she did it, man. I wish I wish she was here to tell me how she did that because right. there was, she was always, always, always on the go, but she always had time for us. Right. If you can understand yeah. that. But she was always at somebody's house helping them and guiding them. And uh, she just was one of those people that you just had the privilege of knowing, you know? So, you know, I remember, so me and Jesus just locked away for a year and a half, just me and him. Uh, and I learned a lot in that time frame, a lot. But I ate, slept, drank Jesus, mm -hmm. like constant. Right. And then finally Jesus said, that's the church you're gonna go to. And I'm like, I am not going to that church. Did you hear that lady? <laughs> I'm like. I like how we tell him what we're doing. Yeah. And he's like, okay, okay. we'll see. And lo and behold, I went to that church and my pastor, my spiritual dad was, he made, he made me into the godly woman that I am today. He was with me for, well, I was with him for nine years. Wow. And then there was a pastoral change and my heart broke. That was the first time, like, my heart, like, broke. And that was the first time I heard Jesus say to me, I'm going to call you into leadership. And you're going to lead, not because you have to, but because you want to. Fast so, forward. So 28, how far from 28 to then? A year and a half? To when? To when Jesus that. said that? Yeah. It took about nine years. Oh, wow. It took about nine years. And I say that because the pastoral change happened. Mm -hmm. And when my pastor was leaving, we were close. We were close. He would come over all the time. He loved my family. The pastor and my husband were close. They were like best friends. Mm. And it was hard for my husband too. Let me just say, From my salvation, Jesus blessed me with all of my children getting saved, my husband getting saved. So that was a blessing all its own. Right. And I just, my heart was just overwhelmed by that. But, you know, the pastoral change was tough. And then it just, <clears throat> they moved far. <laughs> And we still keep in touch, but so here we are all these years later and I'm still serving God. It's, it's different now mm. and I'm just stepping into this evangelist role that the Lord has called me to. How many years after? <laughs> A lot. <laughs> you know, and I, may I suggest never to... You know, Jesus will let you because it's just not, I just never wanted this position. Right. You know, I, I've gone through a lot of things mentally inside myself, titles, positions of, of what women are supposed to hold and, and just, it's been a lot and it's been a long road. Mm. But now here I am and now it's just me and Jesus. And he's like, I've called you to this. You can keep bucking me, but I'm eventually going to win because I am God and you are not. Right. And I've just, I've, I've gotten to this place where, okay, I know who I am now. And I don't need a pastor's permission. Mm. I don't need 
I don't mean it the way it's going to sound, but I don't need uh, my husband's permission. Right. You know, even though he's always, he's always been behind me a mm -hmm. thousand percent. But so my walk with God has not always been easy. Sometimes it's been downright heartbreaking, but Jesus has always, Trisha, always had my back. <clears throat> How long were you saved before your husband was saved? 11 months. <laughs> and I want to say, and the only reason why I know that is because I prayed every day, all day, for him. But I also know that he had a mama that was praying for him too for years mm. and if you know we'll have him one day to give his testimony yeah, we'll his, his testimony is phenomenal mm. but he would say i don't need to do anything my mother saved i'm good right 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 and you know and that's you, just a lie from the enemy. Come on, you can't make it to heaven on the coattails of someone else. Right, right. And, you know, in his heart, he truly believed, truly believed that because his mother was right with God, her kids were going to get to heaven too because of her. Mm. And, you know, that, that used to rock me, but 11 months. That's so wild because, I mean, you know, that's just wild. Yeah. 11 months. And then he literally had, you know, this phenomenal encounter, which, you know, everybody's encounter with Jesus is different. Jesus knows who we are and right. how to get us, but he just definitely bright lights and inside of a light bulb and blah, right. blah. I'm like, why couldn't Jesus come to me like that? Right? You just had to sit on a chair? You're sitting there? You're, you're bringing all this stuff out and I'm crying and right. boogies everywhere. And, you know, oh, but, um, you know, the only thing that I can honestly say, my life before Jesus was very, very toxic. And I brought people into my toxic lifestyle and at the end of it you know i can remember every weekend you know and I, the sick thing about it is i would tuck my kids in <laughs> you know what i mean they'd eat dinner they'd have a bath i'd tuck them into bed i'd read them a bible story and i thought i was a good mother mm. as soon as they went to sleep, potty at Laurie and Jim's house, you know, every single weekend. And Sunday mornings, Saturday mornings, Kamino would wake up, my, my son would wake up, and he would see the liquor all over the counter, all over the stove, mm, you know? Right. Half of the time, mom's passed out in the, in the bathroom on the floor. But How I was a good mom. do you... Well, I mean... You don't know what you don't know, and you change when you do know. Yeah. You try to. But how long do you think it took for Jesus to wake you up to that? You know what I mean? No. What do you mean? Like, what you're doing is wrong, and I want you to be a different mom than you are. How long do you think from when you got saved? Because you didn't get saved and you were just better. Right. Right? No. How long? How long did you <laughs> That's another thing, you know? Like, seriously. So the parties continued. Uh, and so, you know, same people would come over. Some things were a little different just because, you know, that used to make me feel shameful and guilty. So we're not touching that anymore. We're not doing that. Yeah. But now, and this was immediate. Now, you guys are at my house, we're having a couple of drinks, we're laughing, we're hanging out, and there's Christian music in the background. Mm. And I'm like, whoop, whoop, you know, like, right. 
take the shackles off. You know what I mean? Like, I'm just going crazy. And they're looking at me like, what kind of song is this? Can we listen to some Bob Seger, please? You know, and I'm just... But the parties and, and to get to your question, the parties and all that, I think, stopped within a year. And it wasn't, I just lost the desire to do it. It wasn't that Jesus was taking it for, he just, I suppose he took the desire. Mm, that's good. You know, yeah. you know, people will say to me, being a Christian, is it okay to drink? You know, I would, I would say to people, obviously if you're an alcoholic, don't, Right. you know what I mean? He says, don't drink to get drunk. Right. So always be aware of that. You know what your limit is. And really, it's probably between you and God. Exactly. And no matter what it is, it's right. between you and Jesus, not it one person. It will always be. Right. Right. It'll always be, no matter what it is. Right. It'll always be between you and the Lord. Right. Because, because he's the only one that knows what your heart is. Exactly. And what's in your heart and what you long for in your heart. Definitely. And, you know, that goes with anything straight across the board, right. you know, not just alcohol, food, right. Especially social food, media, that's me. yeah. you know what I mean? Like certain, like everything, everything. I think that, you know, we were talking before we even started and I said that beautiful, that beautiful conviction of God. How I love that because it. It woos me to his heart. I don't care what seat you sit in. I don't care what you say, you know, you do or what you don't do, what you think is right versus what God says is right. I don't care if you're an atheist, agnostic. I don't care what you are. Mm. God made humanity with this beautiful portion within ourselves called a conscience right and that conscience is exactly like jesus christ and it will let you know what is and is not for lack of a better term acceptable right, right. to jesus right <clears throat> i knew that the lifestyle that I was living was wrong. Right. Because even though I wasn't a Christian yet, that thing built inside of me, he was touching. And I was asking questions, how do I stop this? To a person that's in this sin with me. Right. That he's probably feeling the same way I am, just not speaking on it. Right. And here it is two weeks later. The King of Kings and the Lord of Lords steps into my room. Right. Steps into my time. That's so beautiful. And says, I want to love you to the point where everything that you've done up until this point melts away. Hmm. And Trisha, I'm telling you, when I said that prayer, my heart didn't feel it. I didn't, I, I couldn't feel it. Right. But my mind told me I was clean. Hmm. And normally it's the opposite because your, your heart is like Jesus. Right. You know, your heart speaks to you where your mind, that's the battleground of the enemy and he can throw arrows and your, right. whatever you think is what you feel, you know, but it was the opposite that day for me. My mind told me I was clean. And here I am all these years later and there's days where I have really really bad days hmm. 
and it will still be my mind that tells me. Interesting. Yeah. That's interesting. I mean, don't misunderstand the enemy messes with my mind too. Right. You know, but it will always be with me, I think, because I'm a hearer. Right. He'll always, God will always say to my mind, I've got you. So I'm going to ask you a question and I keep, (laughs) God puts things on my heart and then I know it's God because then I can feel it. Mm -hmm. So (laughs) you can answer this if you want or you don't want to, but. No, I don't want to. (laughs) No, I'm kidding. (laughs) I just feel like this is something we should talk about or not talk about, but. Can you talk about the time you turned away? Yeah. That was very recent. Mm. Because now you've been saved for, you said 28, so almost 25 years. And there was a time that you turned away and was like, I'm good. Yeah. I think first, let me just stop by saying the enemy will always put something in front of you mm. that will take your eyes off of truth. That's true. Jesus is the way, the only way. Right. He's the only truth and he is the only life. Right. So recently, 2019 to be exact, my grandmother passed away. I really didn't mourn. And something caught my eye, took my eyes off of God and put my eyes here. Mm. I went after that thing with a vengeance and I knew, again, let's talk about the beautiful conviction of God. And I'm going to try and do this without crying. All tears are welcome here. <laughs> <laughs> I took my shoes off because I can feel Holy Spirit inside my heart. The crazy thing is, it was, it was only eight months. It was only eight months. But it felt like eternity. Mm. And I knew that what I was doing was wrong. And yet I I could not stop. I couldn't I couldn't Did you want to? No. You didn't even have the desire to. You no. just didn't care. No. Nope. I'm totally honest with my husband. Um, but my husband's heart was breaking and I could see it. Um, I'm saying um a lot. I'm sorry. (laughs) So the whole time I literally would weep and I'm not lying first because I missed Jesus yeah I missed and I knew I was hurting him and yet I didn't have the desire nor the power to stop what I was doing Mm. at all And it was Jesus that stepped in after eight months. He stepped in and he said, enough. And I went into a period of solitude. Of repentance, of fasting. And the crazy thing is, my father, my heavenly father, forgave me. Of course. 
And that I felt. I knew, but I felt his forgiveness. And then I went to my husband. And then when I, the hottest person to forgive is yourself. Right. Always. And my church is actually in Florida, which sounds funny, but it's the truth. My church is in Florida, in Jesus' image. And I said to my husband, I got to go to church. I knew what Jesus was telling me to do. And I went to church. I went to Florida. I went to church. And that service was just for me. Wow. Everything that they spoke, the, the worship, all of it was for me. And I remember the Pastor Michael saying, if you've backslidden and you want to come back, come on down. That's all I needed to hear, man. I was the first one at the altar. And I wasn't there for the pastor. I wasn't there for the people. I was there. It was me and Jesus. And I took me, if you can understand, inside myself, I took me and the weight of the sin. And I knelt down at that altar and I put me on the altar. And I cried. And I said, crucify her and resurrect the woman that you have called me to be. And Trisha, I got up, like Pastor Coleonis, Pastor Michael led us all in a prayer of forgiveness. Wow. And it was me having to forgive me we are our worst critic. We're so hot on ourselves. Mm. Nobody can be hotter on me than me. Right. And that's the truth. And Jesus isn't even that hot on us. Right. I just don't understand how we are like that, especially women. I feel like it's because we overthink so much. I think it's a lot, it's probably a mixture of a lot of things, mm. our past, our childhood, you know, what our expectations are about ourselves. Because I, I, even sometimes now I'll, I'll look back and me, and me and dad were just talking about it. Like how in the world did that happen to me? And I so often try and figure out how did that happen to me? Yeah, but like, you, you want to know what I feel, and I could be totally wrong, but as you're talking about your testimony and how you keep saying that you knew in your mind, knew in your mind, and the first time you ever felt it was that time that you knew and you felt it, the forgiveness. Yeah. How do you know that Jesus didn't want you to know that, to feel that, and the only way to feel that was that? To go through it, yeah. You know, for me, you know, Even still now, and here we are, that was 2019, we're into 23. I'll say, when the enemy comes, and he does, man, he'll shoot the arrows at my mind. Oh, so you want to lead women? Mm -hmm. um, do you remember what you did? Right. And I out loud have to say, more often than not, because leaders are not exempt. Right. I think we, we probably go through a little bit more, you know? And I'll say, that Lori's crucified and she's still in Florida. Mm. I don't know what to tell you about that. Go talk to her. Right. You know what I mean? Like, 
because it's so those demons are just they're ever so present right like do you remember when you oh look at you what you you're a saint do you remember what you did last night? Right. You know, right. like, just it's always... Or it's only a matter of time for it to happen again. And that's the truth. You know, and it's funny because just today, I was speaking to Jesus about it. Like, Lord, so I know that this demon is a generational demon. Mm -hmm. It's like in the family. So, Lord, don't ever let that happen to me again. Keep me wise in you. Keep me in humility and keep my eyes focused on you. You know, like I just don't. How do you think that you can go forward and keep your eyes on Jesus? What do you do that's every day? Because it's not just something that you're gonna, you have to do something every you day. You do. I'm gonna tell you, and I know that it sounds. You're going to be like, what? That's it? Don't come off of what keeps you. Reading your word. Praying. that Yo, that's a lifeline. Mm. You know what I mean? That's, that's the paddles of heaven on my chest. And he holds the machine. If I'm not speaking to him about everything if you're not reading if you're not going to church if you're not fellowshipping with people that are like-minded like you right. you'll die right the Bible clearly says it stay connected to the vine because it's from me that that nourishing sap goes to you so I wasn't doing that so back in 2019 you stopped I did all of it or just one thing I stopped praying Wow I stopped praying and I stopped fellowshipping with people that just shows how important prayer is it really is not even just like oh I stopped reading the word no I stopped just talking to God because people make prayer so complicated. I think that's really not right. And I think that people think that they have to know how to pray or have to do it at specific times or whatever. But really it's just having that relationship and that conversation yeah. with Jesus. And if you stop that conversation, it's just like stopping talking to somebody, and that's one of your true. friends, you're not going to be friends with that person much longer. Exactly. I, I, I'm going to go even as far as to say, because again, it, that, that, it stopped. And when I wanted to pick it up again, I couldn't. It just wasn't, it wasn't coming out. Like I, I just, it was a stumbling block. Mm -hmm. Like what is happening? Like you had to learn to do it all over again. Exactly. And so I'm going to say, if there's anybody that that's you, that's what you're going through. Listen, you pray and ask Jesus to pray for you. Right, right. Lord, I need for you to pray through me. I'm telling you, it. I know it sounds funny, but it's... We cannot without Jesus. Right. Everything. Your marriage... Jesus has got to be the center. If right. it's not, yo, it's fair game. Right. That's and what's going to happen. It's crazy because I'm sure that it didn't all just happen in a day. Mm -mm. It didn't happen. The sin didn't happen in a week. It was probably little, little bits. Like yep. first it started like, oh, I'm not, I, oh, I didn't even pray today. Oh, well, all right. Yep. Or the next day and the next day and the next day. And then a month goes by and it's like, oh, well, this is looking in front of me. So. Yep. It's little by little by little that the enemy takes from yes. you. And you don't even realize the small little bits right. until you turn around and you're like, wait a second, who am I? <laughs> it probably, you know, looking back now, man, 
it should have started with my heartache over my grandmother's passing. Mm. I should have went to the Lord with that because there were some regrets that I had had. My grandmother was in a nursing home and because she couldn't remember me, I'm not going, Ma. I said to my mother, I'm not gonna go. She doesn't even know who I am. Right. And I felt real bad about that, man. Mm. So when she passed, like I, I seen Good her. Guilt. I seen her before, before she passed. My mother called me. My mother said, she's gonna die. I went there. But by this time, she literally, you know, Jesus was right, right about to take her home. And uh, so I really didn't go to the Lord with my heartache over my grandmother about my regret and just different things, you know? Right. Wow, how much that one little thing can turn into a spiral a whole for eight black months. Yep. inside of you. And then, you know, it went from, yeah, like you just said, black, like it went from that to you know, regret and mm -hmm. then shame and then guilt. And then I'm like in this whirlwind of all the things who are you before. Right. And so, you know, knowing full well and God speaking to, cause I'm, I'm a music person. So God's speaking to me through music and me weeping last straw again music mm. Zach Williams let me say something I know it sounds funny true story cannot wait to meet that man when we get to heaven because the darkest place in my life and it was him and his music that pulled me out. So well, you know, it was Jesus. It was Jesus, but Jesus used that man's right. music right. and the lyrics to the song "Rescue" to focus my eyes. And then out came the song um, with Dolly Parton. There was Jesus. Oh yeah, yeah. And like, <laughs> you know, Jesus. Trisha, the only thing that I can say, I don't have to see Jesus. <laughs> I don't. I don't have to see him. I know he's there. Right. That's good. He loved me through the darkest times of my life. I'm cussing at you. I'm calling you every name that I could call you to get you out of my room. Right. And the... The more I cussed, the more he held me. Oof. Fast forward to 2019. I'm like, I'm out. Leave me alone. I'm just. And here he is. Loving me back to a place that I needed to be. It ain't us. Can I? It ain't us. We don't hold on to him. Right. He holds on to us. Yeah, that's good. And the farther we run, the faster he runs ahead of you. You think you're going to sit in this, this pit. He's going to sit there with you. Right. That's so beautiful. Because you can, like you gave up. You didn't want to do it anymore. For whatever reason, could be the little trickles of regret and shame and whatever. Mm -hmm. You just didn't want to do it anymore. But he just stood right beside you. He really did. And just waited. And the beautiful thing is, so did my husband. He didn't have to. He sure didn't. Because he's human. He sure didn't. And the one thing that I can honestly, as Christ goes before me, 
the one thing that I can honestly say that I know that I know that I know is that I am loved by Jesus Christ. To the point where he would die again for me. Just me. And this I know. And I pray all the time to never. For him to always be with me. Where I never do that to him again. I pray that I never do that again. Keep me as the apple of your eye. Mm. That's what I'll pray. But I also know that I know that I know that my husband loves me. Like Christ loved the church. So. Do you I think that it's always been like that? I do. I just didn't know it. You know, just because you get saved doesn't mean that all the things that you've gone through are not still there. They are. Right. They are. Right. And it fashioned and molded you into the person you became. So I'd, I'd have a relationship with a dude and the dude one day would leave. And that's just how it was. My dad left. My mm. my boyfriend left. You know, like, so in the back of my mind, no matter how long we were together, he'll leave too. Right. You just, because oh, it's I just know. always there. Yeah. You know? It's embedded in your brain. When you, right. Especially when you're, you grow up with a an absent father, father that leaves, yep. or a father that's in and out. Yep. It's and embedded. so, here we are, 2019, where he should have left, and he didn't leave, and now I know that I know that I know. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. And so, you know, you just... I think through the seasons that Jesus gives us, there are always, always things for us to learn. It's whether or not we're listening. Right. You know. So, before we wrap up, what would you say to anybody that's listening? I think this has become my favorite part of the show. <laughs> what would I say? Put Jesus where he belongs. And make sure that you talk to him about, don't hide anything. Mm. Don't pretend things are not in your heart. Don't pretend like you're not feeling certain things. And trust the process. Because God does really what the devil intended to become evil and to rob you. It may have happened, but God takes that evil thing and he turns it around and he makes it good. Because you love him. I didn't come up with that. He did. That's just real good. <laughs> because that's what he did. Right. He turned it around for me. And he made it good. He let me see the things that were really important in my life. Right. He, you know, the one thing that I can say that I, I pray that everybody hears it doesn't matter how long you've been saved for. <laughs> sin is sin and hey, let's face it, sin is fun. Right. You know, exactly. or at yeah, least yeah. it is for a little while. Mm -hmm. But eventually that fun 
turns mm -hmm. and it's no longer fun no more and if you're not connected in prayer you'll probably die on the vine because it did it did and it was not me I would love to say that I had the strength to come back from that no man that was all Jesus well I all think that Jesus. even if you try to do it in your own strength your your marriage would have failed yeah for sure for sure you know and I just like I said the, the one thing that I can say honestly is I was truthful with my man you know I wouldn't I wouldn't lie I think that's important too you know like communication and honesty with everybody yeah not just Jesus right be truthful even when it hurts absolutely and I knew you know and again it I mean I'm making it sound like it was like extremely bad it wasn't but you know he definitely had a right to hurt you know and so I would never want I was truthful because I would never want somebody to lie to me I would never want him to lie to me mm. about whatever he was going through right you know so but I definitely feel like uh, it's prayer Absolutely. I would say to the people behind the screen the talking just talking pull up a chair and put in in your mind picture Jesus sitting in the chair with you you're in one he's in another and have a conversation with them right I promise you he hears you yeah I promise you he's answering you you may not hear it yet but you will. That's good. That's good. So, so do you want to lead us in prayer? Absolutely. Precious Jesus, how we love you. How we thank you for all that you are and all that you do. Lord, I thank you for where I am in my life with you. I thank you, Jesus, that you are faithful and you are true. Father, teach your daughters to be faithful in all things, in all things, in our language, in our relationships, in our speech. Jesus, I pray that your Holy Spirit would always go forth before us. Jesus, I pray that you would have your way in the heart of every listener. Jesus, I pray that you would bring them to a place of surrender. I pray, Jesus, that you would start to even massage the hearts of those, Father, that are broken. Mm -hmm. Those, Jesus, that feel as if there is no hope. They look around and they just feel like everything has just escaped them. Father, I pray that for some, you would be the lover of their soul. For some, you would be their father. For some, you would be the mender of a broken heart. Jesus, I pray that you would become all things for all people. Because truly, you love us with a love that it would take a lifetime or two to even start to fathom this love that you have. This love that kept you on a cross as they put spikes in your wrists and in your feet. This love that let them chain you and whip you to the point where your flesh was ripped open. This love that you have for humanity, that some will come to you and some will not. Jesus, Touch every person that listens. Yes. Bring them to a place 
where they hear you with the ears of their heart and change them forever. May their names be recorded in the Lamb's Book of Life. In Jesus' powerful name, amen. Wow, that was really good. Amen. Thank you for answering my question. Welcome. And telling your story, and I hope that people can relate or whatnot. But amen. like, subscribe, put the notification bell on. Yep, yep. And uh, tune in next Tuesday for our next episode. Absolutely. Until That'll then. Awesome. We're just kicking, kicking it with Jesus. Jesus.